at the family reunion. Who introduced <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to episode 35 of the Playing the Hand You Dealt podcast. Uh, this is your host, Jai, and joining me is my co-host, other host, Janelle. Say hi, Janelle. Hi, Janelle. <laughs> this is going to be a lifestyle episode all about the traits others see in us and our explanations about them. So before we get into that, let's kind of discuss where the inspiration for the episode came from. And you guys honestly don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so let me explain it. <laughs> first things first is Janelle and I have been friends for a while now, and I feel like this is a good way for us to get closer together and also be honest with ourselves on really recognize how others see parts of us. Uh, the inspiration came from Cut. That's a YouTube channel that is very funny yet insightful at the same time. If you guys are familiar with Jubilee, similar to Jubilee, but maybe a little bit more on the fun side. Mm -hmm. And this video, I don't know how this episode came from this video in particular, but the video that started this conversation as we were brainstorming was two best friends painting each other naked, but more importantly, there was a like a constructive conversation about their bodies about why they think the way they think why they perceive themselves the way they perceive themselves and even an explanation as to how others see them and how they see themselves so somehow we took two dudes painting each other naked into traits that others see in us and i don't know how it happened but i think we got a good episode for you guys <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know how that happened. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think this is going to be a good episode, though. Yeah, the inspiration was definitely weird. But let's just get right into it. For the topic, we're going to be doing four traits each. I'm going to be saying one thing I notice about Janelle. Janelle's going to be saying one thing she notices about me. And then we go back and forth with our explanations in between. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Let's do it. All right, Janelle. The first trait that I noticed about you that I'm really curious to know how come you're like that or where it came from or just what's wrong with you, right? What's wrong with me, right? <laughs> We're about to figure it out and talk about it right now. Is Janelle, you're very eager to try new things. You're open to trying new things. Uh, very recently, the past like two years, a lot of our conversations start like, hey, Jai, you heard about this. Hey, Jai, I'm trying this now. Have you done this? Hey, Jai. Hey, Jai. That is true. <laughs> so, like, what, where, where is this coming from, Janelle? I don't know where I get this from, but it is definitely a result of I don't like to do the same things all the time. I get very bored easily, mm -hmm. so that makes me want to go, like, search for a new system or a new thing to try. And I love to learn, and I love challenges, and I really just love learning new things. I get too bored. I got yeah. to try something else. Change it up. This could definitely be a good thing because you learn new things, you're open to trying new things, you get a broader perspective of how to do things or life in general, and I think you become more rounded in the way you handle things. Yes, I think it, it, it mostly weighs in being a good thing, but it also has the potential of being a bad thing. With getting bored so easily, I always want to change things, and then with changing things, you have to learn a whole new thing, and that can take up a lot of time, and sometimes it's not always very efficient. <laughs> I, I would say... I think I'm going to bring some science into this shit. The endorphins that you get from trying something new and messing it up 
But that learning process of shit, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm enjoying figuring it out. I think yeah. you like that part. I love that part. And the moment you get a hang of it, you're like, oh, I I'm done. this now. Yeah. Throw it away. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit like that too because yeah. it's so fun being at the beginning and learning something new. Yeah, especially with apps. You mentioned I, I yeah. bring up a lot of apps too, especially with like something like Airtable. I went down a huge-ass rabbit hole with that. Mm-hmm. And YouTube I still do it to Reddit, this day, whatever. and I love it. I got a question. How many to-do list apps have you tried? Like four, probably. I think more. I will say bullet journaling as one. Pen and paper. I know they're not apps, but yeah. they're still things I've like tried. Like methods. Yeah. I've used Todoist. I've used Google Tasks. <laughs> I've used <laughs> my notes. I've used, right now I'm using an app called To-Do, and I'm sticking with it. I really like it. You ever tried Tick Tick or? No, I've never Tick Tick's one. Tick Tick. There's also uh, like Microsoft to. Oh, is that the one you use? Microsoft to do something? No. There's a Microsoft one. I don't think I've ever tried that one. Because I've tried a lot of those too. Yeah, I think at least ten. <laughs> I know there's a lot. You just open. And the it app, sounds like something so simple, just to dos that you just write and then cross them out. I, what's the need for trying these so many different apps? I don't know, but it's a need for systems. <laughs> what you need something that clicks. Yeah, I really like this app called To Do I'm using right now. That's good. Well, right now you do. Wait till you find another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Janelle, that's the first trait I wanted to talk about. What about you? The first trait I have for you is you are very consistent. Especially throughout this past year, you've been very consistent on staying on top of your habits, getting done what you need to get done. And I haven't heard anything about you like falling back or pushing back a little bit or falling behind. And Yeah. You want to learn more about it. Yeah, definitely. Like, where does that come from? How do you do it? Mm, I wrote a couple things here that I want to talk about. I think I'm consistent as a result of feeling a little bit useless when I don't have shit to do. Mm-hmm. When I'm hanging out at home, I look at my to-do list in my journal or just I'm looking at things I need to do and there's nothing there. I feel like a little bit like a waste of space. Like, I feel like I <laughs> should always be doing something yeah. to take advantage of. You know, I'm alive. I'm fucking, it's a great day. Let's go clean my bathroom. I don't know. It's like, I feel weird not doing anything. And weirdly enough, I get exhausted from resting. Mm-hmm. I get energy from knocking things off my checklist. Yeah. I get energy from feeling little winds here and there. If it's uh, like, it's, it's so weird, but I don't really know how to rest. Uh, I would say that... I wasn't always like this. I know usually I used to probably be a little bit lazy and whatever, but like you said, the past Past year, year, maybe even a year and a half, almost two years, that's really where the change started happening. It just feels good to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And I get maybe like a little bit of a high or a little bit of endorphins. or I just get happy when I feel useful, even if that's to anyone or even just myself. Yeah, well, that's good. You've definitely been very consistent over the past year that I've noticed. So if you ever have a day where, like, your to-do list is very low, do you find yourself just adding shit for you to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even if it's, like, cut your nails. Yeah. Get gas. <laughs> you know, clean your bathroom. I'll find stuff to do because I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. Mm, like... I don't know. I want to set myself up for the next day. I want to set myself up. And I just like handling business. I don't know. I feel like you're definitely the the type to, like, if you're not 
feeling like working out, you tell yourself, like, fuck you, get the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've worked out hungover. I've worked out, like, two hours of sleep. I've worked out twice in a day. Working. Yeah. It's just because it's something that I need. Like, if we're talking about the gym, first of all, I enjoy the physical pain. <laughs> but it's also, uh, like, a means to a better, a means to an end. Yeah. I just enjoy doing it. But, yeah. Like, I'm not consistent when it comes to maybe homework or sleep schedule to the dot, but I try to be. Yeah. I think and you I, have a good handle on it. I would say if I was throwing darts on a dartboard, <laughs> right? I'm not hitting bullseye all the time, but all my darts are close. Yeah. To each other. Even if that's way Like, it never goes... No, no. I feel like... You're always like you're very uh what's the what's the word? Grouping. Like like accurate. Up. Yeah. Accurate but not precise. Whatever the fuck they taught us in math. I was just gonna say <laughs> I remember learning that shit in school specifically with the fucking dartboard. <laughs> All right, you ready to keep it going? Yes. Second trait I want you to explain yourself on <laughs> is I very rarely see you on your own, you know? Why is that? Yeah, I think I never oh well, I guess I did kinda notice this. But I think it echoes from being with such a big family, I have six siblings, I have a big-ass family, and I'm always with somebody, you know? Mm. Like, okay, I have my sister to come eat with me, I have my brother to go hang out with and all that stuff, so I'm not really used to doing things alone. Mm -hmm. We always go with a group of family or whatever, so I'm not used to being alone, but it definitely is something I'm actually constantly working on right now, because I will say um, I've always been dependent, even on my girlfriend when we first started dating. She's older and more experienced than I am, so like when we first moved out, I was very dependent on her. But now I'm in a in a position in my life where like, okay, I want to be more independent. So something I'm practicing, and something you and my girlfriend have suggested is like to take myself on dates and stuff like Hell that. Hell yeah. Yeah, something I need to practice that more, but yeah. I have a thought. I think it stems from the sibling thing. Definitely. For sure. Because if I were to think about, you have a total of three siblings, right? No, I have six. Wait, okay. <laughs> <laughs> three uh, that I live with. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, but if I'm talking about <laughs> the ones close in age, you have a yeah. total of two. Mm -hmm. And I think they're close enough. Were you able to do things together? Especially my brother. Mm -hmm. We grew up very close, so like we always had each other to go do something with. Versus the younger ones. Maybe you couldn't really go do everything with them. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, even school, you guys went to different schools because you guys had a huge age gap. Versus you and your brother, you guys probably took the same bus. Mm -hmm. You probably never sat in a bus, in a school bus seat a alone. with a stranger or by yeah. yourself. You always had your brother probably until he's got his own friend, you got your friend. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, I think that's where it stems from, like not being alone. And we're both, like, very shy people. Mm. So, we always lean on each other. Like, mm. oh, I don't feel comfortable going to this place. Like, come with me. And then vice versa. Yeah, think about how scary the <laughs> fucking first day of school is as right. someone with no siblings. I just sit with who the fuck was this? Yeah. Hey, man, can I sit here? Versus you and your brother just took up a chair. Well, we're not in the same grade, but, like, mm. I always had him to walk in there with me, and then I always had him to talk about it with after. I think we, whenever we had the same lunches, we would go sit with each other until we did go find our own friends. But still, I had, I always had someone to lean on. Yeah. I think the sibling thing definitely attributes to this as an adult. Maybe not as much because mm -hmm. you're growing, like you said, but it definitely still, that's your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. I bet you never thought that was the answer, huh? What? The sibling thing? Yeah. I didn't think about it until we started. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that. I like your thoughts on that. What about for me? 
So for the second one I have for you is you're very stern with saying no if it doesn't match your lifestyle, your budget, your finances. And I think that's something very hard for a lot of people to do, even myself. But you're very good at like, no, I can't do that. And I used to get really annoyed with you. I mentioned this before. Yeah. But I understand it now coming from a place of me wanting to grow and be the same. So, yeah, I would say the past two years is where I really started to buckle down and get stern with not just other people, but also myself with saying no to things that maybe will affect where I want to be, where I want to be with my lifestyle, where I want to be with my budget. Uh, for example, saying no isn't just to, you know, eating out. It could also be to not staying out. It could also be to not giving my time to someone who I don't think will give anything back to me in return and more now than ever i'm going to actually be very stern with the whole powerlifting thing yeah so for example saying no if it doesn't match what i want to be doing in the next three months if i want to be the strongest and healthiest i can for this powerlifting meet i gotta sleep at seven eight o'clock mm-hmm. to wake up at three or four so sorry if someone wants to go on a date sorry if someone wants to hang out sorry if someone wants to go drinking <laughs> yeah it's it's being uh being strict with being stern like you said with my lifestyle at the moment and it is hard to say no mm-hmm. it comes from fomo it comes from fear of missing out of someone lucky enough to think about you to invite you somewhere and you feeling wow they want me to come but it's also that's also not really going to get me where I want to be. Yeah. I mean, an example of this is uh, we invited some friends over on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And one of our friends was like, hey, invite Jai. And we were like, no, that's not respecting his time. And yeah. that friend is like, what the hell are you talking about? Because <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. He doesn't know like what your lifestyle is now. But yeah. we're like, no, Jai has a strict schedule Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. He wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Like He doesn't go out on the weekdays. And that's mm-hmm. just your lifestyle. And that's why we don't hit you up on those days. But he's like, no, invite him. I'm like, you can call him. He's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it, I feel grateful that you guys understand that. Yeah. It means a lot. But also that he still wanted to reach out. Mm-hmm. And it feels good that people want to hang out with you. People want to, you know, uh, experience your company. But if they do want to experience your company now, hopefully they want to experience it later when your lifestyle or your budget or whatever fits with theirs. Yeah. And something like that, you said you could do it, but yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah. Which is the smart thing to do. So that kind of answers that question. Hopefully I was able to... Yeah, you definitely answered it. Nice. Uh, you ready for our number threes? Number threes. All right, Janelle. You seem to stretch yourself thin sometimes. Uh, what I mean by that is sometimes it looks like or it seems that you're trying to do too much at the same time. Yeah. You're not Captain Fantastic or <laughs> M- Mrs. Incredible. Yeah. I think... A result of this also comes from having so many siblings Mm -hmm. and also like my parents not being the best like I will say and so like with being the oldest that kind of made me have to like step in to make sure my younger siblings aren't going through the same stress or feeling neglected and lost and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so that allowed me to like I feel like be a parent and step in and always try to make sure they're good even while I'm not good and and Trying to make sure they're okay, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's where that results from. And I think 
you just talked a lot about saying no, and I think I have a hard time saying no. So that's another reason why I sometimes stretch stretch myself too thin. Yeah, it seems like sometimes it can be overwhelming. Like sometimes you seem a little bit overwhelmed because yeah. you got too much. You're trying to play like too much. Too you're trying to do too much at the same time. I don't know how to say. No, yeah, I I don't know how to. So how do you think you can help get a little bit better at that? Would it be saying no sometimes? I think I'm, I mean, all of this that you're mentioning is really great. I think these are all things I'm actively trying to learn and practice better. Uh I have been saying no more to my siblings. Like instead of doing something for them and putting it onto my plate, I kind of either direct them or teach them how to do it on their own. So that way it's not on my plate. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the best way to do that and definitely get better at saying no. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing I like about this is these are all things that I noticed that you can definitely improve on. And I've seen you improve on them. Yeah, slowly but surely. Like, for example, I all all the stuff you listed about me, these are all things that didn't really exist a year ago. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So these, I'm I'm glad that we're actually talking about it. See, I feel like what I'm listing, you're in a phase where, like, you've already learned through the trials and errors of the past year. And, like, you're, you're on a good path of, of all these good habits. And I'm in the position of where you were a year ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to just now learn these things that you're already at, if that makes sense. I was looking at her traits. I feel like <laughs> yours are very nice. Mine are very nice? And I mean, mine, there's nothing really negative to say about yours. Mine sometimes feel mean. No, they don't. No? They're not mean at all. Okay, okay, okay. But there's kind of a theme, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like I am where you were at a year ago. Like, I'm trying to learn... Your siblings is their fault. I know. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> All right. Go ahead for your number three. Your number three. Uh, you are very confident, holding your chest up high, your head up high, and you're always engaging in conversations with people, like at gatherings, parties, whatever that may be. To answer that question, I would say that I like first impressions for sure. You really only get one. So it's important to be confident, but also true to yourself. Like you said, with the chest high, mm-hmm. it's it's sort of presenting your best self because that may be the only chance you get it. And that's something that, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I like seeing that in other people. Yeah. So I like kind of portraying that myself. Mm-hmm. Like when someone gives you a really good first impression, it makes you think about shit, like what are my first impressions like? Yeah. So it's almost like just change it and then just do your best. Uh, you mentioned something at the end about engaging in conversations with everyone at a party or at a gathering. And I feel like I know what it's like to have no one notice you. Because, uh, like, honestly, sometimes resting bitch face is a thing. Sometimes you may not look approachable. Yeah. And that goes for me, too. So I like talking to the people, the outliers, the weirdos. Because I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I know what it's like to be a family gathering and... Be a wallflower. Oh, definitely, yeah. To stand there and be like, I should have probably just not come. <laughs> like, no like no one's talking to me. I don't want to talk to anyone. This is weird. So I know what that's like. So I like to engage with those people because it's a shitty feeling. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, know, I love the word you just used, wallflower. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, head up high. Like, you can't see the world if you're looking down or at your phone. For most of the time, I do like to look up. Like, the world is fucking beautiful. Yeah. So look at it, stupid. <laughs> I, 
I will say, like, don't you think some of those things have to do with confidence? I mean, say if you're not confident, then yeah, you're hiding on your phone, like not wanting to be seen. I would say it depends, though. Uh, I feel like confidence can be something that you always have. It can be something that comes in situations, but also not really giving a fuck is also yeah. For example, uh, if I'm wearing sweatpants and everyone's wearing suit and tie, it's like, yeah, my confidence is not going to be up. But you can also just say, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of confident in being who you are and making mistakes and not really caring too much about what others perceive of you because you don't care too much about how you perceive yourself. Like, you're just there. Yeah, that is true. It's sort of the whole reason why, uh, think about you and me. Uh Our clothing has become very bland. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it's sort of, uh, we don't want anything to distract from us. It's easier to dress. It's cheaper. (laughs) But also, if you think about it, it's like, we don't want a shirt or a logo or a brand to take away from us. We're confident in who we are that we don't need just do it. Yeah. To be the first impression. We want it to be like, hello, Janelle, or hi, I'm Janelle, or a smile, yeah. or a fist bump. Like, we don't need that fancy stuff to be noticed or whatever the case may be. It's confidence in who we are on the inside, not needing to hide it with outside shit. Yeah. I don't have no Gucci. I don't have nothing. I love that you brought up Nike. Just do yeah. it. I was I went to the gas station the other day and I have a Nike fanny pack mm-hmm. around me and I felt really bad wearing it because there was a homeless person out there like asking for money and I don't carry cash anymore. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have any money and I got like this nice ass fanny pack like showcasing all this stuff. I was like, yeah. Oh man, I don't know why, it just made me feel really bad about it. And it's 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 like a you can be judged based on your outside appearance. So I feel like it's confident to not care about that. Yeah. I think so, we're both leaning away to, or leaning towards a very bland fashion. <laughs> yeah, because what's the, bland on the outside is just more spice on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love your, uh, what do you call it, your metaphor? Or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, go All right, let's go ahead and go into the fourth one. You're saying the fourth one. Oh, shit, I'm saying the fourth one. Uh, you don't take lead very often, Janelle. Yeah. And I wish you did, because you're a great leader. I think I have the potential of it. And it's crazy that you say it. I mean, I agree with you that I don't take lead often. It's weird to say that, especially I just said that I'm the oldest sibling, and I fucking yeah. take them under my wing. Yeah, I don't know. It results a lot from... I'm always very hesitant on the decisions I make. Like, if I say, okay, we're going to go do this, I'm like, okay, wait, is that the best choice? Do we do this? Do we do something else? Like, I go into my head, I'm like, okay, maybe I should just step back and shut up. (laughs) And I second-guess myself a lot, especially with others, with having to, like, put myself forward to others. I, like I said, I just question everything. But I feel like when I'm by myself, I know exactly what I'm doing. That's so weird. We were talking about this. You and me are different here, the second-guessing part, because... You second-guess yourself when you're with others. Yeah. I second-guess myself when I'm alone. Because when I'm alone, I think about too much, too many scenarios. I'm yeah. like the angel and the devil talking to myself. But when <laughs> there's someone with me, I kind of listen to them and figure out what they're doing. Yeah. And just wing it. And usually, if you're with someone else, you kind of don't have to think. You just have to make them come up with an idea and make them sound like you. I don't know what I'm saying. But like No, I know exactly what you're saying. It's 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 easier. I feel like it would be uh 
No, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but I love, honestly, I love all these traits that you mentioned because these are actually all things that I'm actively working on. Mm-hmm. Me not taking lead, this is something I'm working on in my relationship specifically. Like I said, I was always very dependent on Josie. Mm-hmm. And so mate, that means she took the lead on a lot of things. I followed her lead on whatever it is that we were doing. And I want to take the lead now. I want to be more independent. I want to be more in control of it and just step up a little bit. She knows that I'm trying to do this too. So. Well, I've seen it, definitely. <laughs> Even in, uh, what is it, just normal conversation. And yeah. like you mentioned this in a few episodes before, mm-hmm. you're trying to be more present. Yeah, exactly. And I've noticed that for sure. I'm trying to get out of my head. And it's working slowly but surely, but hopefully I'm in a good space by the end of this year. I believe it. <laughs> All right, go for you. So last the last one. one I have for you is sometimes you could be reserved with talking about your personal life. And not necessarily to me, but like to others. I mean, I know I just said you engage in conversation with everyone. It's surface level. Yeah. It's not like you don't go in depth about your personal stuff. I mean, you don't have to go in depth, but you rarely mention your personal life. I would say people who know me say, like, I'm an open book. If you ask me, I'll tell you. But you are right. I don't actively go out of my way to tell people. And it goes a little bit, honestly, from fear, from personal experience, from, like, people coming and going and that hurting a little bit because you let them in, you... Tell them too much or too little, whatever, and then now they're out in the world. And they like, it feels weird that you opened up to this person so much and they're just walking down the street. <laughs> like, in terms, like, if you know what I mean, it's, and that has caused me to become a little bit more careful with who I let in, being more selective because I used to just let everyone in. Yeah. So that kind of, that kind of results in like having trust issues, kind of. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would say that. Old relationships, romantic, not whatever, has definitely resulted in minor trust issues that, although it is just my personal life, it could just be about my family, it could be whatever, it is still, I take a second to, or even more than a second, to like (laughs) open up and say that. And it's, I don't know, it's something that I'm definitely new to, because one of the things you wrote here is I talk a lot. We didn't talk about that, but I talk a lot. <laughs> and that's something that I definitely use. When, when you talk so much, you eventually run out of shit to say. Yeah. So that's when you start talking personal stuff. But I would say I'm definitely holding back with surface level, even with old friends. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, if I haven't seen someone in a year or two years, I don't open up right away. I want to know where they're at, where they're at. And I kind of read the situation, how well... They're, how much they're opening up. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of reading off of other people's energy. And... I would say reciprocating more than like starting. Yeah. Before I used to start it and hope they would reciprocate. Mm-hmm. They never would or they would. Versus now is I'm not saying shit till you say shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a chicken. Playing personal life chicken. <laughs> tell me what's wrong with you. I'll tell you what's wrong with you. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, it, it definitely does stem from trust issues, from being a little bit scared from past experiences, but uh, you learn from the past and you just kind of adapt to a better, newer future. Yeah, that is true. It's not necessarily a bad thing that you're so reserved. Yeah. Uh, So that is our topic. That's our topic on the traits others see in us. And we do have our question block here. I do have a question I want to ask you. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. 
What have you learned, Janelle, from my answers to your traits that you noticed? Have you learned anything that you didn't know already? I think I I think most of these things I knew about you, especially like how close we are. I think the one thing I did learn though is the reason you engage in conversation with everyone is because you know what it feels like to be that person alone in the corner not talking to anyone. And so mm-hmm. that's why you approach people and you're talking to them. I think I always just thought you're just a very friendly person. I didn't know you had that like in the back of your head, you know? Like in the back of my head as a kid, single child really don't didn't have the best communication skills the way i got to know people was through activities yeah when you were a kid you played sports that's how you would start a conversation mm-hmm. when you don't have sports when you don't have nothing in common you just sit at lunch by yourself yeah and it was almost like that's when my head was down that's when i was afraid to look at anyone because then i didn't know if that would lead to a conversation if they would what they would think and it was me just not really knowing what to do and if someone came up to me in those times and kind of eased my mind Mm -hmm. it would have been a lot better so that is kind of what happened in the back of my mind yeah see i didn't know that (laughs) i have a question for you now Mm -hmm. what is your favorite trait about yourself and it doesn't have to be anything that i have listed here it's just what personally do you think is your favorite trait about yourself my mindset about life and i'm a persistent motherfucker Mm-hmm, definitely. Those two things are my traits. I think my favorite is loving to learn new things. Yeah. And I will say my positive mindset on things. Like mm-hmm. being optimistic about anything and everything that is thrown at you. Yeah, I don't always have the most positive mindset on things. Yeah. But I'm persistent to just say, fuck it, we're going through it. Yeah, definitely bless <laughs> you. <laughs> I like it. Two good questions. I think we're ready for the lesson of the week. What do you think? Yes. What is our lesson of the week? Our lesson of the week, which we're coming up with right now, is the traits in your life were gathered and accumulated through things that you've experienced in your past. Good things, bad things. They're always changing, but they may not always be how you perceive them from the inside. So I think it's important to recognize what you think these traits are, why you think they have them, but maybe even ask some of your friends, your family members, your loved ones. It's like, hey, why do you think I'm so nervous in crowds? Why do you think uh, I get scared when I have to speak? Or like, why, why do you think I'm so confident? These are all questions that without you knowing about yourself, you can probably think it's for a different reason when someone else can open your eyes a little bit because it's important to sometimes get an outsider's perspective on you in a constructive way. Yeah, I really like that. And it doesn't have to be as in-depth as we went as answering these traits that we think we have. It could be as simple as asking somebody like, hey, what are five words you think describe me best? Mm. I've done that before. and I We do that. We can do that? Can we do that real quick? Right now? Yeah. And then we'll close it out after that. Okay. Five words that describe you. Wait, so I say five words for you. Yeah. Or do you want to describe yourself? Let's do three. Okay. Three. I describe you three words. You describe me three words. Okay. Okay. All right, everyone. After that short break that we took that you did not realize because we cut it out, (laughs) we have three words here that we wanted to describe about the other person. 
and then we'll get the hell out of here. <laughs> you want me to go first? This was your amazing idea. You okay, first. I'll go first. So I have three words for Jai. Jai is confident, determined, and strong. Nice. Thank you, Janelle. <laughs> Janelle, you are spontaneous, caring, and honest. I love it. That was fun. <laughs> so yeah, get with somebody, ask one of your closest friends, a family member, or just anybody, like, what are three words you think describes me? You may be surprised, or you may not be, but it's still a good way to learn a little bit more about yourself and what others may think of you. Hopefully they're nice words. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, please make sure to listen to others. And of course, give us a follow on at playing the hand you're dealt. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and any other podcast platform, as well as on Instagram. If you follow us on those platforms, you can expect a new episode weekly with an inspirational quote to follow on our Instagram. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone else who you think may get value out of it. If you have any feedback or would like to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it as we're always trying to grow and get better. Besides that, have a great fucking day and we'll see you next week.